This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. opening up so many doors for us here at Passion Church and you know uh, and you are a part of that you're you're invested in that with your prayers and with your giving and so I thank you and I only say that because I want you to know you know uh, what, what you see here on Sunday morning that's not all that's going on with Passion Church there's a whole lot more going on and you're a part of that well we're talking about moving on let's let's turn back over I want to read kind of the the theme scripture God spoke to me about this year and this, this season for us, Exodus chapter 14. Again, you know the story. God's led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Uh, they're, about, they're, they're right at the Red Sea. And then all of a sudden they look back, they see Pharaoh's armies coming toward them, the mightiest army on the face of the earth in that day. They, I mean, they, everybody, I mean, uh, great armies trembled at them. Well, here's a group of, uh, you know, they've just been liberated from 400 years of slavery. You can imagine what the mindset was in them. And, you know, and you see that, that mindset come out because they tell Moses, he said, were there no graves in Egypt? that you? I mean, we could have died there as well as here. You know, and, and you know, and Moses is praying and everything. And in verse uh, 15, 14, 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. One translation says, Moses, stop praying and get moving. Stop praying and get moving. That's the thing that God is, is, is speaking to my heart about this year for the church and especially for Passion Church and for your life. Listen, we've, we've been praying, we've been believing, and certainly we're going to continue to pray. But, you know, there's a time when we need to get moving. We just need to get moving. Just like the word uh, that God spoke this morning, you know, uh, that resonated with many of you about, you know, taking that step. It's time to step out of the boat. It's time to move on. It's time to get moving in God. Amen. And this morning, I want to talk about moving on from setbacks. Setback. A setback, I looked this up. A setback is anything that checks our progress. It, it can be a reversal or even a defeat. Amen? And so as we live in this world, every one of us face that. Even the great apostles face setbacks at times. Amen? So there's no use thinking that, you know, I'm going to get to the place of, of spiritual growth and development that, you know, there's never going to be an obstacle. There's never going to be a difficulty. There's never going to be any of that. But here's the thing. The problem is, is when we allow that to define who we are. They want to, they, you know, the enemy wants to imprison us. You know, and there, there's so many of God's people who've been imprisoned by a setback because they didn't know how, how to overcome the setback. They didn't know how they were to respond to the setback and end the setback. But God's Word is very clear to us, and if we understand how to do that, a setback can become an advancement. Come on. Amen. 
Let's look over, if you will, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's how we respond. It's not, you know, if you have a setback, that doesn't mean, oh, I miss God. Now, obviously, if we get out of the will of God, we all know that. That there can be an open door for things to happen. But, you know, if we'll listen to the Holy Spirit, He'll tell us if that's the case. And if the Holy Spirit didn't tell you if that's the case, I mean, go back to our story. I mean, Jesus told the disciples to go across the sea, didn't He? Weren't they in the will of God? Absolutely. They were in the perfect will of God that time. Man, I'm telling you. You know, some people are always wanting to get a word. You know, the more word you get, the more you got to do. The more you're responsible for. You know, I like it when God keeps it simple for me. Just go over there. Man, I, you know, I don't want God to... <laughs> Amen. Because everything God speaks to me or speaks to you, there's a responsibility that comes with it. I have a responsibility to obey. I have a responsibility to move on. So even though they were in the perfect will of God, being in a little shipping, a, a, a little fishing boat going across the Sea of Galilee, they were in the perfect will of God, yet the storm came up. Amen. Look here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me find it. Verse 7. The Apostle Paul is speaking. He said, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Amen. This treasure of the new life in Christ, this treasure of the Holy Spirit who indwells us. He said that this, that this all-surpassing power is from God, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side. Uh-oh, Paul must have missed it. But not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Wow. Wow. Don't you want to be an apostle? Don't you want to have a great revelation? Don't you want Jesus to appear to you and give you a great big assignment? I, tell, I used to tell my Bible school students all the time, be careful what you pray for. You may get it. Hello. <laughs> Amen. Paul, the apostle, is talk, he's talking about it. He says, we have faced what we would call setbacks, difficulties. I mean, he was put in prison. He was beaten. He was run out of town. Amen. He was, in other places, he said, we've been betrayed by false brethren. We've been hurt. We've been wounded. We've been betrayed. You know, this sound familiar? <laughs> There's nothing new in this. The enemy is using the same tactics that he used in the days uh, of, the, uh, of the early church. Down through the centuries, he's using the same thing to put us in a prison house. That's what he wants you to be, in a prison house of despair, a prison house of discouragement, a prison house of disappointment, a prison house of hurt from betrayal. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Everyone faces setbacks. Say that with me. Everyone faces setbacks. The Apostle Peter put it this way. He said, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trials that come against you. He said, knowing that these same things are happening with your brethren throughout the world. 
You think you're just so holy and special and super-duper called that you're the only one? Bless your... I mean, you know, and I, and I understand. I'm not making fun of, of people, but some people, you know, they come to... You don't want to talk to the pastor. And I mean, you know, they pour out their heart, and we want to be sympathetic to that. Obviously, we do. But, but they, they have this attitude like, you know, they're the only one. I'm a victim. Nobody else is... Why is this happening to me? Nobody else is having a hard time. Hello. I see you all smiling out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody here had to go through a trial these last year? You faced anything that, that would, would be counted as a setback? I mean, you know, so listen, don't think it's right. See, the enemy wants to, he wants to play the victim card on you. You know, now, you know, now, you know, now, brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, they, I mean, they're not having a hard time. They, they, I mean, look at them. Look at that car they're driving to church in. Look at those nice clothes they're wearing. They, they are not having a hard time like you. Come on. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know, you know the enemy works. He works on us all that way. Listen, listen, man, I could tell you stories. Oh, my gosh. Somebody says, What's the, what? I want to take a poll. Anybody that wants to participate can. What's the, what's the, what's the 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 worst job you've ever had? Huh? Boy, I can tell you to stay in the ministry. Listen, I sold vacuum cleaners door to door, cold call. Who said that? <laughs> oh. Don't tell me I don't know nothing about hard times. Uh, I know most people, that'd been it. They'd been out of the ministry like that. I don't understand why I got to do this. Come on. I could tell you some other stories, too. Oh, yeah. And preachers, they just want my money. <laughs> Come talk to me. Why am I saying this? I don't listen. I don't want you feeling sorry for me. What I'm saying is that we all have opportunities. There are setbacks that can come against us, and it can either make us bitter or better. What are we going to do with it? Failure means a loss or defeat in an endeavor. Disappointment results from adverse outcomes. You ever had an adverse outcome? I mean, you prayed, you had a word, you're believing God, and bam. And so the door opened, the door was slammed. And, and, and they didn't even wait, it didn't even wait for you to get outside the door. It hits you right in the face. Adverse outcomes. It can cause us what? To feel dis discouraged, disappointed. Uh, discouragement results from adverse circumstances. Ooh, you ever had some adverse circumstances? Oh, honey, I can share some things, but I don't want you to backslide. <laughs> oh, you think, boy, being in ministry, it's, it, oh, it's the easiest thing in the world. I got. Well, maybe for some, I, I can only speak for myself. I don't speak for anybody else. But, you know, we all face those things. What are we going to do with them? Look over here in James. Brother James tells us a few things over here. 
chapter 1, what do we do when we're facing disappointment, discouragement, when we're facing uh, a setback? Let me get over here. James chapter 1, verse 2. Here we go. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Have you lost your mind? Now, most Christians I know, you know, that, that I've dealt with, and I haven't dealt with every Christian, but the ones I've dealt with through 40 years of ministry, that there were very few that were counting it joy. Man, they come and talk to me, and man, they are whining. I don't know why this is happening. I mean, I understand. I do believe. Listen, when you're walking down the sidewalk, carrying a vacuum cleaner, and you're getting ready to knock on the door of a stranger, that's when you better count it all joy. <laughs> you better count it all joy. Are you listening to me? <laughs> I didn't say count it all happiness. He said count it all joy. And we're going to look before we, the end of the day and, sh- and, sh- and show how this, the fruit of the Spirit is what helps us to persevere problem with some Christians is, is they've grown the wrong crop. They've grown the crop of fear. They've grown the crop of poor old me. They've grown the crop of self-pity. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know. See, you need to know something when you're facing it, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. If you're going to continue to move forward in God, you will have to persevere. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You might not like it. I might not like it. I might like God to have a design a different program. But this is what we have. This is how it is in this life. So we must learn to persevere. And persevere doesn't mean just to be drugged through a knot hole while you're screaming all the way. <laughs> That's not persevering. You know, you're just, I mean, if you're being hit and knocked around by every wave, if you're, if you're getting knocked off your feet and whining and complaining all the time to God and people and anybody that will listen to you, the cat, the dog, whoever, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what he's talking about. That's not how you persevere. That's how you suffer while you're going through it. You're just making it worse on yourself. Amen? <laughs> Let perseverance finish its work. There is a reward for those who persevere. See, the reason somebody, some people never get the reward is because you're not persevering. You're complaining. He didn't say, and let complaining have its perfect work. (laughs) Complaining only makes you miserable and anybody around you miserable. Amen? I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure even your cat don't want to hear that. He said, let it finish its work so that you may be mature. Hello. And complete, not lacking anything. Wow. 
Now this is, and we're going to, I'm going to unpack this some more, but this is what setbacks can do one of two things. They can either, either keep you a prisoner in the prison house of discouragement, disappointment, or fear, or if we learn to deal with setbacks and respond properly according to faith and God's Word, if we learn how to persevere, it will uh, work in us a maturity. It will make us uh, completely mature, lacking nothing. Wow. Boy, I want to tell you, I look back, all those difficult times that I've gone through and I've persevered, I'm telling you, it's made me stronger. Oh, it's, it's made my faith stronger. My confidence in God's greater. I'm telling you what, it's opened bigger doors. Oh, boy, you think you've had opportunities to complain. You think you've had opportunities to quit. Man, I'm telling you, I've given up excellent opportunities to quit. Oh, oh my goodness. I've been criticized by experts that were sitting right out in front of me. Now, not here, not here, not here, not here. But I'm telling you, I, I've been there. I'm telling you, and you can, you can either make up your mind you're going to persevere and you're going to go through it the right way, or are you going to quit, you know, and go in your little cave of discouragement, crawl under your, you know, juniper tree like the prophet, discouraged, Amen. Overcoming by faith. Let me read one more scripture. Turn over to Proverbs 24. Now I'm going I'm to cut on you a little more, and then we're going to sew you up. Don't worry. Well, you don't get mad at the surgeon. You wake up, and you got that cut. I know they were going to do that. I thought they were going to make me better. <laughs> 2410. <laughs> if you falter in time of trouble, how small is your strength? See, perseverance is what strengthens us. It strengthens our faith. It strengthens our confidence. It strengthens our hope. It strengthens so many things about us so that, you know, when the next test comes, when the next thing, uh, setback tries to come, I deal with it better. You know, you ever stayed in a briar patch too long? You know, you get in the briar patch and instead of persevering and moving forward, you just stay there and lick your wounds and keep getting scratched up. (laughs) So we have to overcome by faith. Listen, I know we've got football fans in here because we're living in the South. So whatever your team is, if you know football, you know this. If you've heard commentators, they're talking about especially quarterbacks. They say, you know, a quarterback has to have a short-term memory. Amen? It's rare, whatever, even the elite quarterback, it's rare when they have a perfect game. Every, every pass is completed. Every read is read right. Everything is done perfect. It's very rare. A lot of times, you know, even the elite uh, quarterback, they may throw an interception. I mean, it, is, it, it may be a devastating play that reverses things. And they say, uh, but if you want to be a win the game, 
then you have to persevere. And to do that, you have to have a short-term memory. And it's the same thing as followers of Jesus. You have to develop a short-term memory when it comes to setbacks, when it comes to failures, when it comes to, to, to discouragement, disappointments. You have to have a short-term memory. A short-term memory about those things. You've got to move past them. And see, what we need to do is develop both a short-term memory and a long-term memory. The short-term memory has to do with the discouragement, the disappointments, and the setbacks. The long-term has to do with the fact that I'm called of God. That God is bigger than this. That greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. That God has called me and justified me. I'm in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. I have to have a long-term memory when it comes to focusing on God, what He said, who I am in Christ, and a short-term memory on our disappointments. The problem is, is that many turn that around. They have long-term memory about every hurt, Every woundedness, every betrayal, every failure, condemnation and guilt are their constant companions. And they have short-term memory about what God has said. I, I know because I ask them, well, what did God say about this? Well, and I remind them, and they, you know, and, and before we, I mean, before the counseling session is over, I have to remind them again. What? They got their short-term and long-term memories mixed up. Turn over to Philippians. Paul talked about this. This is not just clever preaching talk. Come here, Philippians 3. Paul said this in a little bit different words, but he's saying it the same way. In verse 12, he said, not that I've already obtained all this. He just got through talking about, you know, knowing Christ and the power of His resurrection and all those, those tremendous things. He said, I haven't obtained all this. Or have I already arrived at my goal? And neither have we. (laughs) But I press on. I press on. He didn't say I stroll on. (laughs) He didn't say, he said, you know, I'm just taking a walk. He said, I press. When you think about press, what do you think about? Exertion, don't you? I press on. You talked about the woman, remember the woman with the issue of blood? says she pressed through the crowd. In other words, she, I mean, you know, it was purposeful. It was an exertion. He said, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Everybody say one thing. I do. How many of you can do one thing? Not, not 10, not 2, not 20, but 1. Here, all right, here it is. Forgetting what is behind, short-term memory, and straining toward what is ahead, long-term memory. Don't get those mixed up. If you do, it's hard to persevere. Because all you can see is your trouble, your trouble, your discouragement, your disappointment, the condemnation, the guilt, the fear, the blah, 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 blah. No wonder you're not going anywhere. If you've never read Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, you really ought to read it. There's some tremendous allegories teaching about this, you know. You know, Christian, when he first came, you know, on the path of discipleship, he had this 
basket on his back and you know along the journey the rock would get added and then another rock would get added and then another rock would get added and then another rock and before long he was see and that's what happens see things happen to us and and see we, we let the rock stay in our basket and pretty soon all the joy in the journey is gone we're just trudging along our back bent over and we see all these Christians just talking about this joy and this peace and you just want to hit them with one of those rocks <laughs> don't look at me in that tone of voice <laughs> Because, see, that's what it does. See, if we don't handle it right, that's what it does to us. We get angry. We get bitter. We can't, we can't rejoice with those who are rejoicing because we don't have no joy. It's hard to rejoice if you don't have some joy first. I mean, isn't that right? You can't redo something if you haven't done it the first time. <laughs> you can't rejoice if you don't have any joy. <clears throat> He said, I press on toward the mark. So here's the thing. I've, I've shared this with you before, but it's good again. Do not rehearse, do not nurse or rehearse the setback. Some people, I mean, they're playing over something. I mean, you talk about, I mean, you know, that memory of yours needs to go on Turner Classic Movies because it's old. I mean, that thing is old. I, you, I, You've been playing that movie for 25, 30, 40 years. You, man, aren't you tired of looking at that same old tired movie? Nobody loves me. God don't love me. God treats others better than me. They hurt me. I'm never going to trust anybody again because way back there in 1951, I got hurt. And you're just playing that same old classic movie. Oh, and you cry a little bit, and you feel good for a few minutes, but, you know, you don't go nowhere. You don't move forward, you know. You know, they even make movies that talk, movies in color, movies in 4K. Come on up and get something new playing in that memory. Therefore, if any man, woman be in Christ... They are a brand new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, God's playing something new. <laughs> There's a new movie God wants to play in your life. As an overcomer. As one blessed by God. As a joint heir with Jesus. The head, not the tail. Better and not bitter. Strong and not weak. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, we just sang about it. We sang about it this morning. We worship. Remember the faithfulness of God. Oh, hallelujah. That's not just Sunday morning talk. Boy, I've been there. Went up, looked down, and down, looked up. I mean, it was so dark, it was hard to see my hand in front of my face. And I'm telling you, it was broad daylight. I've been there. Hey, I'm not telling you something I ain't done. Oh, honey. Some of y'all gone on my journey with me. I'd have been looking around to find you. <laughs> but here's the thing. See, in the midst of that, man, I'd start thinking about the goodness of God. I'd start thinking about the faithfulness of God. I said, man, 
I'm telling you what, I'm passing this way, but I ain't staying in this way. I'm just passing through. And I'm telling you, I ain't staying here long. I'm coming on out. I'm going on up. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, don't you look at this snapshot and make a movie out of it. I'm telling you, I'm moving on. I'm moving on from this spot. I'm moving on from this place. The faithfulness of God. Amen. Listen, the Scripture says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Isn't that right? Well, listen, the Holy Spirit is always going to lead you out of condemnation. He's going to lead you out of bitterness. He's going to lead you out of fear. So if you're staying there, you're not being led. You've got to be moving. Amen? I mean, can you be led and you don't move? I mean, you ever gone to a, a park or somewhere like that and, and they had a guide? The guide says, you know, today we're going to be, I'm going to be taking you you're around. You're going to see these sites. Maybe you're at Yellowstone or somewhere like that. And we're going to be showing you. And the guide takes off and everybody else takes off. And you just stay right here. Well, I don't know why the guide went off and left me. God just left me in this mess. Well, I, I don't want Hello? Well, you didn't get moving when the guide got moving. The Holy Spirit will lead you out. But if, listen, but if you're so caught up in your mess, in your stuff, you don't recognize when the guide is already moving and you're staying put. You remember the story we, we started out with there in Exodus, the children of Israel. that God led them, didn't He? Not the way He leads us, but He still led them. It was, what, a, a pillar of fire at night and the cloud by day. And He gave them this instruction. He said, when you see the cloud or the fire move, you need to get moving. But see, I mean, you know, can you imagine? Because it says over there, sometimes the cloud stayed for a year. Sometimes it stayed for a month, a week. Sometimes it stayed for an hour. Can you imagine? You just got the donkeys and the camels unpacked. Somebody says, hey, the cloud's moving. Don't go. <laughs> Come on, Myrtle. Let's get her loaded back up. Come on. But see, some people, you know, some people just want to say, well, you know what? This is the second time we've been by this spot. I'm just going to stay here till they come back around. But listen, we need to, listen, if we don't follow the Spirit of God, we won't have any manna. No water coming out of the rock, Christ Jesus. We need to be led by the Spirit. He will lead you out. If you'll persevere, He'll lead you out. See, the problem, I, I don't blame you. I'd probably be discouraged too if I was in the same place for 40 years. Man, I'm telling you, bless your heart. It's a lot easier to move forward than it is to stay camped in the same spot for 40 years. Aren't you tired of looking at that same old rock? Look at it from this way, and I looked at it from that way, and I stood on my head and looked at it, and I've looked at it from every way you can look at it. It's still just an old rock. Okay. Abide in the secret place with God. Amen. Listen, let me share this with you. It's not what we bring to Jesus that hurts us. 
but what we hold back. Throughout the scriptures, you see people that came to Jesus. That, that just came like they were. They came, some were sick. Some were, uh, you know, uh, had d- demonic oppression or possession. They were sick and everything. I mean, they just, they just came like they were. They came with all their baggage. They came with all their stuff. They just came with all their junk. Hello. But see, the enemy wants to keep you in that prison house. See, anger and fear and shame, all those things, those are the prison house guards. They want to keep you in that cell. And when you you think, well, you know, maybe I could get out of this, and all of a sudden that condemnation guard comes back on you. says, no, you're not. You're going to stay right here. You're not moving forward. You're going to stay right here. I remember in the, the, the book I alluded to, Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Christian, which was the, the pilgrim, and, uh, you know, he got off the path. That's usually where we mess up, isn't it? He got off the path, and he got captured uh, by the, the giant of despair and was locked up. And every day, the giant would come in with a club and beat him severely. Just beat him up. I mean, I mean, he was crying out. He was crying to God. Uh, you know, God, won't you? You know, every day. And suddenly one day, it occurred to him that he had a key to let him out. That let himself out. It was a key of faith. See, some people, bless your heart, you, the, the giant of discouragement, a condemnation has been beating on you every day. You have no peace. You have no joy. A lot of, a lot of Christians, they, they, they don't even bother to come to the house of God anymore. There's, they're in prison. And the guards of bitterness and fear are making sure you stay put in your cell. But I got news for you. Everyone, every believer, you've got a key. It's called the key of faith. God's faithfulness. I trust God. God can bring me out of this. God will bring me out of this. And not, I'm not going to wait here any longer. I'm going to make a step. I'm going to take out the key of faith. I'm going to unlock the door. I'm going to say goodbye to the, to the giant of despair and discouragement. And I'm going to move on. Look in, if you will, look in Galatians 5 real quickly. I'm going to close here in just, just a few. Galatians chapter 5. I want to talk just for a few more minutes, and then we're going to, we're going to close. We're going to pray. About the fruit of the Spirit and perseverance. Because if there's no fruit of the Spirit in our lives... It's going to be just about impossible to persevere. You're going to be one of those that's going to grit their teeth and try to make it through. I wish you well with that. That's all you got. But you don't have to. In Galatians 5, verse 22, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. While against us things there is no law in other words there is nothing that can supersede these 
fruit of the Spirit and what they produce and what they can do in our life. There's no, there's no law greater. There's no principle greater. There's no setback greater. There's no fear greater. There's no discouragement greater. There's <clears throat> First one he mentions there, we won't mention them all, but uh, we'll take two or three of these. Love. Now, we know this. We won't read it over there. But 1 Corinthians 13 says that love never fails. Love bears up under anything and all things. We're talking about the love of God, not natural human love. So the love of God. So if we allow the love of God, the fruit of the Spirit, to grow in us, and that fruit grows by our relationship with God. We talked about abiding in the secret place. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. Part of that fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. So if the love of God is there, it never fails. It holds up and endures under all things, under all pressures at all times. Well, if I've got the fruit of the Spirit of love in me, it's going to help me to persevere. Can you see that? And I won't get better while I'm doing it. See, some people persevere, but boy, I'm telling you. Woof. They're no fun to be around. <laughs> the second one is joy. Joy uh, the, the fruit of joy produces inner strength. I mean, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We used to sing that, didn't we? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Not the griping of the Lord is my strength. It's the joy. See, joy is not, it's not happiness. Joy is something greater. It's something deep within you. I, I, can, I can remember, I'm, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God, but I can remember at, the, at some of the most difficult times, the dark times, I mean, the joy of the Lord would just come up, man, and I mean, I, man, there was a strength there. There was a, a confidence there knowing I'm passing through. I'm not camping out. I, God's got this, and I'm going over. It's the joy of the Lord. It, the fruit of the Spirit. We need to cultivate that in our life so that even though setbacks come, disappointments come, we can have joy. We can walk in love. We, cannot, we can get better and not bitter. You know, if all the people of God that have been hurt, that are wounded, that have allowed themselves to be put in the prison house, if suddenly all of those people made a decision to come out and be, be, be set free. Jesus said, I've come to set the captive free, to, to be free. I'm telling you what, all the churches in the river region couldn't hold them. Do you know, you know, uh, in any war, but especially in a great war like World War II, for example, you know, there was, uh, they had, uh, you know, soldiers would be fighting and they would get wounded. When they got wounded, they were taken off the line. So they, they, they weren't any threat to the enemy anymore. And then, even more than the wounded, were the POWs. Amen? And, you know, uh, the, but the prisoners of war, they were given... When they first went into battle, they were given instructions. As a prisoner of war, you don't just sit there and set the war out. You have a responsibility to escape, to get back to freedom. So what? So that you can get back into the battle. And there's so many Christians they, that they need, to, they need to break out the prisoner of war status. 
They need to move forward. And one of the ways to do this is just to begin to cultivate your relationship with the Lord again. Let the fruit of the Spirit begin to rise up and grow in you and get stronger. And the love of God and the joy, the inner strength of joy. You know, you'll be able to march right out of that prison house. The guards of fear and discouragement will have no hold over you. And then uh, peace. Peace empowers a sound mind. See, it makes no sense if the prison door is open for you to remain in the cell. That's, That's not an intelligent action, is it? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But, but, you know, I've decided that, you know, I'm going to let fear and something else speak to my mind and govern my decision-making rather than God, His Spirit, and His Word. God says I'm free. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you you're not. Okay. I guess you're right. And then the last one I just want to mention, self-control. It guards our mouth and our actions. And that's usually what keeps us in the cell, isn't it? Well, I'm just waiting on God, you big liar. I'm sorry, that was, that, was, that, was, that was pretty strong, wasn't it? I don't know what else to say, though. Fibber just not strong enough. Now, I know, you know, most of the time they're not, they're not intentionally doing it. But like I always say, if you accidentally step in front of an 18-wheeler, you're still going to get hurt. I mean, we know you didn't mean to do it, but it's still going to hit you. You know, but, but you know, we, we let those lies keep us in the prison house of despair, of discouragement, of anger, of bitterness, of hurt. And you know what? God needs you and we need you to come out of that place. To come out of that place. To begin to see who you are. You are chosen of God. You are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You're a joint heir with Him. You're called by God. You're anointed by God. You're an overcomer. You're the head, not the tail. Amen? You're a mighty warrior. We need you in the battle. We, ne- we don't need you in the, the POW camp. We need you in God's camp. Amen? So we're talking about moving on. Moving on. And you know, this was the thing with the children of Israel, wasn't it? They came out of Egypt. But then, what? They carried all this baggage with them. It was one of the reasons why that that even though they came out of Egypt, in many ways they were still prisoners of Egypt. They were prisoners of, of the mistreatment they had been given. There's no question they were mistreated. Nobody's arguing about that. It was a miscarriage of justice. Nobody's arguing about that. They were innocent victims. Nobody's arguing about that. But that didn't change anything. All that did is kept them, when they rehearsed it that way, it kept them in the prison house. They needed to say, okay, I once was a slave, but now I'm free. I was a victim, but now I'm a victor. I'm called to be a victor, victorious. And see, when you first start, this is why I say the key is faith. You've got to do it by faith because you sure won't feel it. 
I mean, you've been nursing that hang for years. You think you're going to say it, make, make one statement one time, and then you go. I, I'm amazed at people. I really am. You know, they want, they want you to wave that magic Christian wand over them. Said everything just right. Listen, you didn't get in that mess, in that state overnight, and you're not going to get out of it overnight. But you can start today. What is the old ancient Chinese proverb? The longest journey begins with one step, the first step. Isn't that right? And so we're going to do that today. We're going to take the first step. Let me give you some action points here. Have you experienced a setback? Are you feeling discouraged or disappointed? If so, decide to let it work for you and not against you. I'm talking about your setback. So I want to pray. We're going to pray today. But here's the thing. My prayer, I might as well say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, unless you make a decision. I might as well just say, go for it, bro. Amen. Good luck, bro. Amen. See, we, prayer is not a magic formula. Prayer works in a heart that is a heart of faith, a heart that is open to God, a heart that responds to His Word. That's where prayer will work. The, the prayer will work for you. But if you just stay, you, you're going to stay in your prison house. You're going to nurse and rehearse that same old Turner Classic movie you've been playing for the last 10, 15, 20 years. This prayer won't do you any good. And you can go back and say, well, I'll tell you what, that Pastor say, man, he prayed and didn't do nothing for me. Come on. Well, don't blame me. I'm going to pray in faith. Okay? It's going to be up to you. Amen? So here's what I'd like us to do. You know, if you would, just stand on your feet. I've been standing this whole time you've been sitting, so it won't hurt you to stand a little bit. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.